Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic Resurgence, Episode 5, The Circle. A long time ago, in a galaxy far, far away. Training for Kai and Aiden has begun, to surprising results. Kai and Aiden work quickly with their respective teachers, studying their connection to the Force. All the while, Darth Tankil has been given a new assignment by Lord Tahar. An assignment that, if successful, will force the hand of our young Jedi. You've made good progress, Kai. Frankly, I'm surprised you got through the reading as fast as you did. Huh? Why does it surprise you? I can read just as good as the next guy. Considering your first words to me on the subject were, those books are going to be boring, there are no pictures? Well, okay. Not the best of impressions. But once I started reading them, I just couldn't put them down. What did you like about them, if I may ask? The tales of the old Jedi. What they went through. What they learned. It was surprisingly interesting. The history of it, I mean. Specifically? Well, our most recent history, for example. Revan, Malak, and the wars they took part in. I just didn't understand how it could all get so bad, so fast. Well, the simple answer... The Jedi made a major mistake. We allowed our petty inward debating and lack of action to cloud our decision-making. But why? The Jedi Council surely must have wanted to resolve the problem. The Jedi Council wanted to debate and plan a proper response, but Revan and Moloch wanted action, a direct response to the Mandalorians that were attacking the Republic. And that was... wrong? Wrong? Who are we to judge whether it was wrong or not? The result was the Republic was ultimately saved, but at the cost of a new Sith Empire growing and drawing the Jedi themselves into a bloody civil war, resulting in the near-complete destruction of the Jedi Order, but they did end up saving the Republic. So, I guess that means, even though they achieved their goals, the means don't necessarily justify the end. Actually... The lesson to be learned here is that, as tempting as the dark side may be, no one is beyond redemption. I guess that makes sense. Even though Revan became a Sith and lost his memory and ultimately regained it, he made the active choice to remain a Jedi and led the Republic onto a major victory against the Sith, destroying the Starforge and preventing a second war that would have rivaled the Mandalorian War. 
So faced with the option of simply annihilating our enemies or offering them a chance for redemption, we should always try for the second option? It's a bit more complicated than that. Ultimately, it's a judgment call when it comes to saving another person. So what should I do? Trust your feelings. That's honestly the best advice anyone can give. Will the Force have any influence on that? Or do we have entirely free will? Force grants us an ability to be empathetic, but we can't read people's minds. Sometimes even with a heightened empathetic sense, we can still be entirely wrong. It's a sad reality that sometimes people can just be evil and will enjoy watching the world burn around them. Uh, This is all massively complicated. Much more than I thought it would be. The life of a Jedi isn't an easy one. But without people like us, the galaxy could be thrown into turmoil. The Jedi are peacekeepers against the Sith warmongers. I guess you got lucky running into us then, if there aren't that many Jedi left, huh? (laughs) Was that your way of saying, thank you for saving my life, Master Vaughn? (laughs) Yeah, I guess it was. You're welcome. Frankly, in my experience, there is no such thing as luck. There's just the will of the Force. Kind of strange. We're given free will, and yet there's a guiding hand working alongside us. As you said, it's guiding us, not making our decisions for us. Makes you wonder. Wonder what? Whether or not Revan and Malak could feel the force around them, trying to steer them in another direction. It is very likely they did, and why they followed the path that they did. Does that include Revan's side-switching from dark back to light? I thought that was kind of forced upon him by the Jedi Council on Dantooine. If the Force wanted Revan to remain in the light after such a traumatic event, then absolutely. I'm sure that Revan felt the pull to the dark, just as much as anyone else, but chose to remain true to the light and his ultimate desire to save the Republic. He lost his way and was able to find his way back. Everyone feels the pull? You tell me. Haven't you ever felt that the easy path is the better route to take, regardless of the consequences? Yeah, of course. It's how we met. Then you've managed to answer your own question, Kai. Just remember, it's up to you to make the choices, but you need to consider the consequences of your actions. How do you resist it? It's not easy. But... I have many years of training to rely on to keep me steady. Having the company of others certainly helps as well. That certainly makes sense. In time, you'll feel moments where it's a strange kind of clarity, and you'll feel the pull of the Force. Like when I held the Holocron. Perfect example, yes. The Holocron reacted to your affinity to the Force. At the time, you didn't consciously know you were in tune with the Force, but subconsciously the holocron could and reacted if you were consciously able to feel the force you may have been able to unlock the holocron directly perhaps one day if we ever get it back i have a feeling that we will for now keep breathing i must go and speak with master somas everything okay absolutely i will return shortly
you're certainly improving. I don't think you're sweating this time. <laughs> I guess not everything can be learned from books. <laughs> no, not everything. But don't discount them either. Kai certainly seems to have picked up on that. I've never seen him read. Ever. You've been friends for how long and he's never actually read anything in front of you? Uh, a menu, or a sign. But not books. At least not books without pictures in them. <laughs> <laughs> People are full of surprises, it seems. That's enough with levitation for one day, either. <sighs> okay. Alright, now what are we going to- Oh, hi Miss Vaughn. Nice to see you. Aiden, Master Somis, a pleasure as always. Miss Vaughn, welcome. How is young Aiden here coming along in his studies? Well, I'm not giving myself a stroke attempting to levitate a book anymore. Considerably well, then. <laughs> and you're reading? Oh, I finished days ago with what you gave me, but putting things into practice is the struggle I face. The problem you face is overthinking. Give it some time. You'll find balance. I believe you. It's just proving to be a bit tricky. It's not surprising. You're an adult. Adults are much harder to train in the ways of the Force. It's just kind of funny when you think about it. Being an adult, you can understand more and process lessons more easily. Not necessarily. As an adult, you've had your opinions on life and face some challenges that can give you preconceptions. Learning to break those preconceptions can be a struggle, but once you do, the sky's the limit as to what you can accomplish. Speaking of which, Master, I believe our respective pupils are ready for their next level of training. Do you agree? If you're referring to the circle, I agree. The circle? Come with me. HK-35 and Larian have been working rather hard on setting things up. hours and vicious debate is the bread and butter of the Senate, the ruling body of the Republic. It is here that Senator Weber calls her place of business. It is here that the largest debate of the current time takes place. The decision to send relief supplies to Droman Kos, a world formerly under the control of the Sith Empire. A decision that Chancellor Tal opposes and that Senator Weber supports. Following the collapse of the Sith Empire, the planet underwent a catastrophic change of its infrastructure and economy. A place of commerce and entertainment, now barely able to feed its own citizens. The chair now recognizes the Senator from Naboo. Thank you, Chancellor. Senators, this decision to relieve the suffering people of Drummond Kass has been on the floor for too long. Every day we debate, another child starves and dies. We must put aside our prejudices against a former Sith world and lend assistance to those in need. As a former neutral party, 
In the conflict between the Republic and Sith, the world of Manan must question the sincerity of the reports from the Dromon Car system. It has been a tactic of former Sith worlds to request aid and then launch surprise attacks on humanitarian missions. If it pleases the Chancellor, I would like to request the attention of the floor. Senator Weber, will you yield the floor? I shall yield the floor to my honorable colleague from Domin Kass. Yes, thank you, Lady Weber. Chancellor, Senators, I know you have your doubts. It is well known that my former colleague was an active supporter of the Sith. But I am here now assuring you that Drummondcast no longer supports the Sith Empire. They are gone. We remain in a state of poverty that continues to grow in desperation. And what proof do you have of this claim that Drummondcast no longer supports the Sith? Are they truly gone? It is known that several weeks ago the First Fleet of the Republic abandoned its post. Why, however, has been kept from us? Was it pirates, as so many of us have been led to believe? Or was it due to a conflict with the stragglers of the Empire? The actions of the First Fleet have and continue to have no bearing on the people of Droman Kars. We disagree, until it can be proven that Dromonkas has no ties entirely to the Sith Empire. We will not agree to the shipment of supplies to Dromonkas. Senators, please. I am forced to agree with the Senator from Dromonkas. The response of the First Fleet to engage in rescue operations is the priority of the Fleet Commanding Officer, and has no bearing on this discussion. Thank you, Chancellor Tal. Uh, well then, what is it you propose, Senator Weber? Naboo proposes that using Manan and Kashyyyk as staging grounds, we can begin shipping relief supplies to Drom and Kars. This would reduce the need to bring extra containers of fuel, and we could instead bring more cargo for the people in need. And which planets would be providing these supplies? In exchange for a shipment of Kulto from Alderaan, Karelia has promised 32,000 tons of produce, Alderaan has agreed to 40,000 tons of wheat and grain, and Naboo will be sending 80,000 tons of meat. This will become a regular shipment for the next three months. That is much appreciated. This will now add an additional 50,000 tons of lumber supplies from Kashyyyk to assist in setting up temporary shelters for those that have been displaced from their homes until they can be permanently resettled. If this pleases the Senator of Manan, I would like to put this plan to a vote. Despite my personal reservations, this plan is satisfactory. However, I wish to make two additional requests. What request would that be, Senator? It has come to our attention that at least two Jedi have been confirmed to come out of hiding. Whilst we know that the Jedi wish to preserve their privacy, I must request that the first shipment be accompanied by them. We will not agree to this otherwise. And we also demand a military escort for the shipment. I shall reach out to them and make the request. I cannot promise they will accept, however, as I do not speak for the Jedi formally. We can settle for the request. 
This is appreciated, Senator Weber. Chancellor, the world of Manan calls the vote. Very well. Senators, are all interested parties in agreement? The planet of Naboo supports this plan of action. Alderaan supports the relief efforts to Drummond Cops. Corellia too supports this endeavor. Very well. The relief effort to Drummond Koss is confirmed. I shall dispatch to Admiral Anasi of the Republic First Fleet a request for military escort. If there is nothing else, this daily session of the Senate is adjourned. The various senators and delegates leave their platforms and retreat into the halls of the Senate building. Those previously in debate retreat to a private chamber to continue their discussion and offer words of thanks. You have mine and my planet's thanks, Senators. You're most welcome, Senator. This is the least we can do. Your people are suffering. Without your support, I would genuinely expect the total collapse of the Dromenkos government and the takeover of anarchy within the next three months. As I promised, Senator, I would do everything in my power to secure support for Dromenkos. Yes. Congratulations, Senators. Chancellor Tal, a pleasure you could join us. Actually, Senator, could we speak in private? Of course, Chancellor. Let's step into my office. Hidden in the alcoves above, a shadowy figure sneaks its way across beams, their eyes tracking both Chancellor Tal and Senator Weber as they make their way into the Senator's private office. Slipping through a small gate on the wall, the figure manages to infiltrate the office, where the two government officials begin to speak about the logistics and win of the Senators. Several minutes would pass before the room would empty and the figure would descend from the rafters above and make their way to Senator Weber's private terminal. wonderful senator has graciously left her terminal unlocked. Let's see what information I can stir up. Personal logs, financial reports, classified intelligence, personal correspondence. Here we are. My dear son, I still can't believe you finally left Coruscant, and of all things, you're training to become a Jedi. You can't imagine how proud I am of you for this. While I've never truly approved of your friend Kai, it seems that your friendship has paid off in an unusually strange way. If you're both destined to become Jedi, perhaps I misjudge him and his character. Eden, just please stay safe. And don't hesitate to call or write. I want to follow your progress. I do hope that you'll get this soon, as I know you'll be on Tython and your master's insisted on privacy. However, I can't simply just... That's enough of that, Drivel. So they're on Tython, which means if they're going to request the Jedi to assist them in the protection of the supply convoy, that will mean they'll either need to join the fleet. It's a pity Tython is so deep within the Republic's borders. With our entire fleet, we could simply bombard them from orbit. Now, let's see if we can get a voice sample of the sun. Hey, Mom. I got your message. I'm sorry this is all happening so fast. But I have to say, I'm quite excited to be on this journey. I thought I was going to be on Coruscant for 
well, much longer than I was. Kai can be a bit hot-headed, but his heart is in the right place. The people we've met, they're certainly different, but I believe we can trust them. Anyway, I, c I can't thank you more for coming to our rescue. I don't know what I would have done if the Sith had kept Kai and the others. And once again, that's enough of that. I believe that should be enough. My name is Aiden Weber. I am the son of a no-good sentimental fool. My name, name is, is Aiden Weber. I am the son of a no-good sent sentimental fool. My name is Aiden Weber. I am the son of a no-good sentimental fool. This will do. Now to contact my master and give him an update. I'm sure he'll be most interested in what is developing. Milady, I apologize for this intrusion. However, Lord Tirar has asked to not be disturbed at this time. Captain Hadrian, you will do. What is it that I can do for you, Milady? I'm transmitting some data that my master should find rather interesting regarding the movements of the Republic and the confirmed location of the Jedi who we released. Lord Tirar will most certainly find this information pleasing. What exactly are they planning? It appears that there will be a massive relief mission being sent to Dromon Kass, food, construction materials, and the like. The Naboo Senator fully intends to call upon the Jedi we encountered to accompany the relief mission in case we decide to interfere. I genuinely can't say I'm surprised. How many planets are involved? The Wookiees, Naboo, Manan, Dromon Kass, and Alderaan are all involved. It appears the fool of a senator that represents Dromund Kass called for this aid in the first place, and the damned Naboo senator played right into his hands. Politics. Always inconvenient. At least on the battlefield, things are a bit more... cut and dried. That they are, Captain. Please ensure that my master gets this information as soon as possible. He will need the information in order to come up with a proper plan of action. Were you also able to obtain a voice modulator copy of the Senator's son? I certainly was. I'm sending that along now. I cannot stay on this con for too much longer. I'm still in the Senator's office. If you're able to, please plant a bug in the office before you go. I thought the plan was to lure the Senator. Contingencies, milady just in case plans are forced to be changed. Very well, Captain. I shall do as you request. That is all, Captain. Good luck, lady. Now to plant this bug and get out of here. Down in one of the many lower levels of the Tython Enclave, Kai, Aiden, Teresa, and Somas meet at a large chamber. Inside, HK-35 and Larian stand proudly at their recent achievement as the group gathers in the center. What is this place? It certainly isn't a meditation chamber, that's for damn sure. Adorned around the room are large tapestries, blazing with the symbol of the Jedi Order. The primary colors on each representing the different paths each Jedi could become. Along the ceiling remained that of an old oil-painted mural, 
paying homage to the ancient Jedi Order and their teachings, all of whom brandished lightsabers. Along the walls, ancient weapons circled the room in their scabbards, ranging from pole arms to training sabers. The room is a monument to combat. In the center, a smooth sandpit lay in the concave gathering area. Welcome to the combat training room. And here you'll get to practice your blade handling skills and learn how to defend yourselves. Pleased declaration. It took many hours, but the room finally meets the expectations laid out by Master Somas and Knight Vaughn. I am very impressed with both of you. This place was an absolute mess when I first discovered it. It reminds me of the dueling chamber on Coruscant, though the sand pit is an extra feature. Yes, I asked for it to be included. I can recall many students complaining about sore bottoms when they could be knocked from their feet. Amused response. Bruised students must have learned quickly for fear of not being able to use seats. <laughs> this is incredible. Which do we get to use first? The broadsword? No, no, maybe the axe. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. Kai, uh, let's go down into the circle. Master, can you bring the training sabers? I shall be back momentarily. So I take it you brought us down here for a reason, and not just to be absolutely mind-blown by Larian and HK's handiwork? I'm glad we could impress. We've been wondering how your training has progressed. That we did indeed. You both have done remarkably well in your book studies, but now we need to move on to more practical applications of learning. <laughs> this is going to be awesome! Students, allow me to present you your first training sabers. They're lightweight, but can withstand a brutal beating. Today, we begin to train you in the basics of lightsaber combat. These training sabers are designed to mimic the feel and function of a lightsaber without worrying about lethal blows. They do, however, give a nasty shock if you get hit, so please don't go overboard. We only have a limited supply of quarter and we should not waste it. Yes, so please don't attempt to intentionally bludgeon each other during training. I think we can manage that. Very good. As Master Somas and I are already trained in lightsaber combat, we'll begin with the demonstration with our own weapons. You two will watch and repeat our actions. We'll practice this way until you're able to wield these weapons effectively, and then you will duel each other. Why each other? Are we trying to learn each other's weaknesses or something? That is precisely it. Oh. Since we're working in pairs, we're not expecting everyone to be perfect. If you can learn to correct your errors, the better duelist you can become. So we're just gonna watch you and copy you? That doesn't exactly teach us much. The basics, yes. You'll learn to improvise on your own. Even learn specific styles that fit you better than others. Small steps. Right, right, baby steps. I just want to kick Aiden's butt for once. You what? You're joking if you think you can beat me. Any day, any time. Name the place, bud. <laughs> Perhaps we should get through training first, shall we? My money is on it. Amused response. With his aggressive tendencies, I would place credits on Kai. We're not placing bets on dueling. Come on, this is serious. <laughs> Relax, my dear. It's a friendly wager. And besides, the boys wouldn't intentionally hurt each other. 
Right, boys? They know the price of that, don't they? There's a story behind that. I know there is. But that's for another time. Can you four please exit the fighting circle? Obeying Teresa's request, the four spectators take positions equal around the fighting circle, staying well outside the perimeter. At the center, Teresa and Soma stand no more than two feet apart, removing their bulky robes and tossing them to the side, leaving their loose tunics, pants and boots to be their only manner of protection. Traditional dueling usually would require sets of rules for engagement and etiquette. Opponents would bow in respect, and then draw their weapons. In our case, lightsabers. Then the duel starts, and in this case, we are going to show you the basics of blocking and attacking simple blows. Teresa, you may begin. To you, glowing orb boy. Glowing orb boy? <laughs> You've been listening to Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic Resurgence, Episode 5 The Circle. A Typhon Entertainment Group production based upon the movie series Star Wars by George Lucas, which is copyright the Walt Disney Company. Starring Chris Van as Kai Aaron, Andrew Latheron as Aiden Weber, and the Senator from Manan, Heath Martin as the narrator, the Senator from Corellia, and Droman Kaz, Bonnie Bogovich as Darth Tankiel, Eric Snyder as Somus, Julia Kennedy as Teresa Vaughn, Holden Levy as Larian, Tom Antonellis as HK-35 and Captain Hadrian, Mary Ann Stanick as Senator Danilla Weber, Max Hertzfield as Chancellor Asher Tao, and Jeff Lincoln as the Senator from Alderaan. This episode was written and directed by Jeffrey Lincoln, editing and mixing provided by Andrew Latheron, original soundtrack provided by Adam Mullen. Music is from the Star Wars movie series and Knights of the Old Republic video game series, based on themes by John Williams and Jeremy Soulet. Sound effects drawn from the Star Wars films, StarWars.com, and various other sources. Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic Resurgence is a non-profit fan production created for the enjoyment of the fans. All rights to Star Wars, Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic, or any other copyrighted works heard within this work are copyright to their original creators. No infringing claims are intended. Through the Force, all things remain in balance. But to what side do they lean? Tankil has managed to discover important information that could compromise the safety of the Republic Relief Fleet. All the while, Jedi training continues at a rapid pace. Soon the young Jedi will face their greatest challenge yet.
next time on Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic Resurgence, Episode 6, The Gathering.